When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Women. I am your host, Kristen Carney, a comedian and wonderful person, as my mom says, here with not Marnie Kinra. She's out this week because she is a, an adult woman doing adult things. Um, P.S. Baby. I don't know if she really wanted me to say that. Uh, so we have a super special episode because my very good friend Molly Harper is here. And Molly's a very funny comedian. One of the funniest girls that I've ever met, to be honest with you. Oh, my God. That's a lot of pressure. No, it's not because you're just naturally funny. You don't have to worry about it. Thank you. So Molly and I used to do a show on AfterBuzz TV, which is run by Maria Menounos, and we would talk about the housewives. And if you guys want to ever hear someone be hilarious about the housewives, which you probably don't because you're all dudes, but if you do, you would listen to Molly. Just if you feel up to it. Yeah. So you guys could actually look back on iTunes um, for our podcast if you enjoy our banter here. It was so fun. It was it. so fun. I must, I'm excited to be here with you, Kristen. Thank oh, you. I'm glad you're here. Thank you. I'm so glad you're here. Um, we don't have a voice of man, which is cool um, because um, I've got a dick. Molly's got a dick. So we're good to go. <laughs> um, okay. So this week, I spent a lot of time on Bumble and okay. Tinder. Okay. I'm seeing someone kind of, but like not really because they're not into being like any sort of committed whatsoever. So to keep my mind occupied, I'm just tindering, bumbling instead of reading books like I should. Right. And there was a dude and we had some good back and forth. Um, he had the look that I like, but not like I wasn't I wasn't like, oh, this guy's hot. I was like, OK, he's cute. He's got like I'm into like beards and dark hair. And I was like, OK, of course. And um, we had a good good run on Tinder for about, I don't know, a half hour. And then we moved over to text. We continued texting. It was really fun. Like moving from Tinder to text is kind of a big deal, right? It is. And like we've talked about this before on the show, you have to be in a rhythm. Right. Like it won't happen if he writes to you Friday at 9 p.m. and then you write back Saturday at 4 p.m. Right. You know, you really have to just be going, having this like ping pong match. And then usually that's when you shift over to, to, text. to text. Like let's take this somewhere a little more private. Yeah. And it's funny because most guys always say, which I know they're lying, they're like, Oh, this app is all glitchy or doesn't work for me. Let's let's text. And it's like, just ask me for my number. That's so stupid. It's like, okay, the app technology that, you know, You're like there's, there's a reason this guy's a billionaire. Right. Yeah, the it Tinder works. guy. Yeah. It works. It, it works. Yeah. Um, so we jumped. I don't know if he did that, but he was good. Everything was smooth. We jumped over to texting and it was, you know, nighttime. I wasn't doing anything. And so that's why we were able to have this long kind of texting thing. Right. And then the next day I had to work. And he started texting me the next day as if it was the evening before where I could just be on my phone for an hour and right. text with him back and forth. And I couldn't. And so it took me a while to respond the first time. And when I didn't respond, the first thing he said was when I did respond after a couple hours, he was like, oh, my God, thank God I'm not having a panic attack now that you're now that you responded. Ew. OK, so that brings me to the topic that I want to talk about, which is. What not to do when you first meet a woman. Or this seems like an, even in a texting thing, it's like you don't want to set you don't want to set this tone that you've been panicking. That's so unattractive. It's so unattractive. You're and like, I you've mean, been I, panicking about me. You don't even you've you never don't, even you met don't know me. me. We've been texting. Right. For and like, like A, I have a job and B, I hope you do too. Right. And he doesn't he said well, <laughs> oh, he said well, he worked in restaurants. That's red flag number two. I know. Well, he I mean. said he had sold like two pilots or something. He's like, but I still have to work in the restaurant industry. I'm like, who'd you sell them to? My mom? Yes. Like, <laughs> If you sell two pilots and you're working in a restaurant. That's usually when you stop working. You're lying about right? something. Yeah, yeah. That's kind of what I thought. It seemed a little fishy. Um, but it was, it was so painful the next two days because he was trying to text me. So, so if Marnie was here, you know, she'd give advice right off the bat, but I want to go through things, what not to do. And then we'll get into right. like what to do. Okay. So 
to finish the story, the day went on. It was this awkward texting where I couldn't get back. And it was like he kept showing this insecurity. Ew. And then finally I got home that night and I was like, sorry, been working um, like what's going on or like how are you doing or something. He's like, never mind, forget it. Whoa. And then he goes, but in capital letters. And at that point, I'm like, dude, forget it. I don't know you. I don't like, owe you a text. Like we're breaking up anything. over a text yeah. conversation. Yeah. And so, I mean, at that moment, it was over. He could have been Leonardo DiCaprio. And I've been like, I would have been yeah. like, see you, dude. Yeah. Because I got out of a relationship that was stressful and and emotional. Contr- controlling. And, yeah. And, yeah. you know, and I didn't want to get, and I don't want to get back into that. Right. And so the next day he said something like, hashtag shit, I fucked things up, didn't I? And then I just wrote back after a while. I said, well, I just got out of a pretty intense relationship and I'm looking to keep things light and happy. Like, yeah. I don't I don't need your insecurities right. right off the bat. No, and we haven't even met. I don't even know if I find you attractive. Exactly. I don't know if your breath smells. Right, and it probably does. <laughs> I don't know anything about it. He's a writer, yeah. <laughs> apparently. His, def- his breath definitely smells. So it was um, definitely over. There was no yeah. recovering at all. No, you can't, you can't go back from that. Yeah. And he had already started. I mean, following. What, what's going to happen then? You're going to meet for the first time. You've already had this baggage. You've yeah. already had this argument. Right. Like we're starting at negative. We're starting as an 80 year old couple yeah. already, like irritated yeah. with each other. Yeah. Oh, hi. Yeah. Hello. <laughs> Asshole. Yeah. And it didn't like, and I can see certain banters where it's like tense and it creates maybe some sexual attraction. Right. But this is, but this was too, just too ugly. It's already. needy. It's insecure. It's. It's weird. Yeah. And so the last text he sent was, and so I just stopped responding. So I'm like, good, good. And of course he said he had done stand up, and I'm like, of course. Oh, yeah. Oh gosh. Um, but the last text he sent was, um, uh, I got out of my relationship and you're the first girl I have, I even attempted to talk to. Clearly I don't know how to talk to women. Clearly you don't. Clearly Why don't you, you get don't. Some more practice and then, yeah. You know. And I really wanted to write back, listen, no hard feelings, just going forward. Don't show your fragile ego from the get go. Right. Don't put expectations on someone you've never even met. Right. I mean, there's a list of things that I could have gone through. A list. Yeah. I would have loved to see that interaction with you. Oh my god. <laughs> like, well, all I have to say, first of all, I'm so grateful. Just so everyone, I'm married. Yeah. So I don't know if you've ever had married. Well, Marnie's married, right? Marnie's married. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So I have maybe a little bit of a different perspective on some things, but. Thank God. I'm just grateful that I never had to do Tinder and Bumble because I don't know how I could handle I would unleash on people. I'd go nuts on people. Yeah. I'd be like a maniac yeah. and I'd be texting angrily all day. Um, <laughs> I did do. It would actually know, be fun then. It would be kind Angry of, texting is like so much fun. I know. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> um, but I did do like online dating, which was at the time kind of more in fashion because there were no yeah. dating apps. Yeah. But So you and Kenner have been married six years? Six years. Okay. Yeah. Been married six years. And how long were you together before that? Two years? Two years. Okay. Yeah. So it's been eight years since you've... So that's right. That's yes. like pretty much right when I got into my relationship also. So I got into it with no technology. Really. Right. It was right. Facebook how right. I met so This is ex. a new world for you. Yeah. But that whether you're using technology or not, the principles are the same. Like you don't want to... A, start a relationship on this, like, insecure, angry, weird, I don't know what this is, conversation. And then B, it's like, you also don't want to go into things showing all your red flags. Yeah. Like, hi, here's everything horrible about me on a table. (laughs) Do you want it? (laughs) Right. And the thing is, everyone has horrible things about them. Of course. But you want those to come out slowly. You have to lie. The person has to be in love with you. And then you can, like, oh, by the way, I'm kind of horrible. And they're like, well, I'm already in love with you, so I'll accept you now. Exactly. But that's the thing. That's how it works. With the guy that I'm somewhat seeing that I'm very into I'm not showing I'm not showing myself with no makeup no I'm not showing myself when I ate too much the way I see it's like it's a job interview or an audition or whatever you want to do like you go in with the best version of yourself with your bright eyes bushy tail your yes you look put together bushy bush bushy whatever (laughs) and you want to be presenting the best version of yourself and that's how it should be with dating and it should be easy yeah Oh my God. It's like it's supposed be, to be fun, dude. It's supposed to be fun. That's the yeah. whole point of these things. Yeah. And I kind of felt like threatened. Like of he course. felt so it's angry. Creepy. Yeah. Um, so a couple other things not to do when uh when you're first meeting a woman is and this I got from the show I'm watching. Have you you probably haven't. No one I don't think is watching this. Mm-hmm. The show Divorce on HBO with Sarah Jessica yeah, Parker. I watched the pilot. I couldn't get into oh it. Oh my god, I love it. Really? You don't like it? I didn't like it. Oh my god, it's so um 
I guess I love like things that are miserable because yeah. it's such a miserable show because yeah. they're going through a divorce. I like miserable things too. I I, mean, that's what I figured you'd like it because <laughs> like Molly, um, I was gonna say Molly Harper, uh, Molly Shannon. Yeah. She's funny and yes. she kind of plays a little bit of this arrogant rich yes. lady. Yes. Um, but anyway, the cast is great. I just couldn't get into it. Oh my God. I love it. You try, try another episode. Okay. I'll please. try again. Um, but you know, the guy who does those, I think they're all state commercials where yeah. he's that like jerk. He's like, yeah. oh, I'm, I'm your car and it's yes. whatever. You know who I'm talking about. I know exactly what you're talking about. He's in the second to last episode. Okay. And he is such a jerk. He plays basically the same character he plays in, um, in the commercials. And actually he's in more than the second to last episode, but he plays a lawyer and he's a divorce lawyer and um, he's flirting with one of Sarah Jessica Parker's friends. Okay. And there, it's just like the worst flirting. Like he's like, you're a cunt. She's like, oh. you're a fucking prick. And then they're like, let's get in the car. And so um, they hooked up a little bit and then she dropped a Rolaid or a Tum in his Porsche under the seat. Oh. And he's like, now I got to now I got to take my portion and have him take out the seat so I don't have this like rotting tums in my oh Porsche. Oh my god. And so I was thinking that's something else where I've not totally experienced it but I've kind of experienced it where dude seems more concerned with his property than with you. I always dated really poor guys so I never had that problem. <laughs> they were never too concerned about their not property. Not concerned about their trash? Not really. I mean, I wish I had that problem at yeah. some point but I never did. Well, cuz now I'm doing the Tinder thing or whatever, I'm, I'm going on lots of dates. And, it's amazing. But the, none of them are like, I mean, I've had like two or three that are pretty good. Yeah. But generally they're not great. But I've kind of gone out with like, I went out with one dude, this was right at the beginning. And um, he was the type that cared more about his stuff than about me. Right. And looking back on it, it's just funny because he was the worst. Like, I don't know why I felt attracted to him at all. It was kind of that like, not bad boy thing. It was more right. like a dick thing. Like he's, he was a jerk. Well, for some and reason, everyone's some kind reason. of attracted for some reason. It's some sick part of ourselves. Yeah. We're attracted to someone who doesn't want us because we like pain and misery yeah. and sadness. That's why I don't know why, why I'm Crying. your friend. Cause you clearly like me. I do. <laughs> <laughs> I need friends who hate me. Yeah. Uh, so he, uh, had a super nice apartment in like, on like Beachwood Canyon or something. And he brought my dog over. Oh, and my dog jumped on his bed and he's like, get your dog off my bed. I, and even, even if you brought don't, the dog over, like how long, how long had you been dating? It was a weird, it was weird. I, I stayed the night and I, oh, okay. I had never left my dog alone. Oh, night, yeah, blah, yeah. Blah, blah. Okay. And You're like, Hey, let's have a one night stand with my dog. Oh, <laughs> well, that's what it turned into. He just okay. hooked up with my dog. I was on the couch just watching TV. I was like, this is perfect. Oh my God. Um, so at, at the time, because can we say like <laughs> that might be a red flag? Hey guys, yeah. the girls like, can I bring my dog over on the first night? Yeah, Maybe he should have got rid of me. Instantly. He should have got rid of yeah. you. He was in the right, totally. Yeah, yeah. But looking back on it, it's like I sacrificed. You know, not sacrificed, but I, he made me feel kind of bad because he was like, it wasn't like, oh, your dog's so cute, but I don't really want him on my bed. It was right. like, get your dog off my bed. Just right. the, his. He cared about his sheets. He didn't care about making me feel uncomfortable. Like, I'm sorry, I can't. My dog does not listen to what I say. If I tell him to get off the bed, he's not going to get off the bed. Right. He's going to jump right back on the bed. And so um, that happened another time when I was over there and I accidentally cut my leg. I cut my leg Ooh. and my Band-Aid. And, like, and I, of course, like, I covered it up with Band-Aids as much as possible. He was like, but don't go near my bed with, with God, this that. Bed's, yeah. like this bed's a freaking shrine. I know. But it was a very nice bed. Yeah. I would have protected the bed too. <laughs> but like, don't you know, make the woman feel like she's not the priority. I, I guess even yeah. if even if you know in the in the long run, like you said, yeah, down the road when you can like show your ugliness, then yeah. say don't let your dog on my bed. Well, the thing is, at the end of the like the, the way I see it is that you know as people get older, they get a little bit more set in their ways. I don't know how old this guy is or how long he's been single. Like thirty five. Like thirty five. He has his routine. And this is his place. He has his routine. And some people are just so, so used to doing their own thing and so comfortable with their own space and their own being that to let someone else in and that they lose some sense of control, like you and your dog and the blood and the, <laughs> all other horrible things that happen that night. But and they bring like, just a set of Sharpies. And like, I'm just like, oh, I can't wear these into the bed. Yeah. But you know what he should have done and what would have been 
you know, the right way to move forward if he had wanted to move forward with you would have been to go, okay, I mean, I'm a little bit type A. I can relate to that. I don't like people, like, I, I have this weird thing where I don't like people, I don't like street clothes on my bed. Like, yeah, like, I could, yeah, if I wear like these that. jeans out in public, they're not touching my bed. Wait, like, what? Yeah, no, no. Where Only are you pajamas. sitting that would make it, like, yeah, I don't know. I know. It's you're like, not, it's like, not like I'm not taking the, the bus. I think it started from living in New York. Like, you'd okay. be on the subway and you'd be yeah. like, oh, how many, like, asses have tested that seat? Do I want yeah. that in my bed? It's kind of gross. But yeah. so they're not but, bare asses, though, for no, the No, like, yeah, <laughs> pants. But, like, you know, it's it can be gross. So just germs on your clothes. So I never want it. But anyway, that's a tangent that I don't need to get into. But my point is, if he had wanted to move forward with you and if he were interested in you, even if that drove him crazy, if he is a little bit of a type A like I am, because I can kind of relate to the dog on the bed, I wouldn't like that or the blood, but that's not really your fault. <laughs> then he he should have just taken a step back and been like, okay, I know this is making me kind of uncomfortable, but the reason I went on this dating website first or app, first of all, is because I wanted to be with somebody else. And you have to kind of learn to pick and choose where you're going to let go of things. And maybe that's letting the dog jump on your fucking freak. I'm sorry, man, a lot of curses. Yeah, yeah. On the bed for a second. And, you know, just open yourself up to that and being uncomfortable sometimes. Yeah. Well, the thing is, it's not even, it, I can see getting uncomfortable with having like a dog in your bed, like you're type A. Yeah. But I'm a guest in his house. Yeah. Oh, he should never make you feel so, so that's right. Rude. You know, you know what I mean? He's making you feel so uncomfortable. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. It's just a lack of hospitality all around. And you're like, I'm a guest. Yeah. I'm, I'm a guest for sex here. You have to be really <laughs> nice to me. No, I'm not. I'm a guest to uh, have deep discussions about <laughs> politics. Exactly. Um, it's a, I feel like I'm weir- weirdly listing things, but with Marnie not here, she's the advice giver. So I like make sure I want to make sure that I'm giving actual like, well, feel free. Things. I, That's I, why I have I a list. Give advice. Let me know what you want advice. Okay. On. Well, first of all, I, mean, I to, clearly have succeeded in life, how to live because <laughs> my life is a mess. But, um, another thing not to do. Yeah. Don't lie when you first meet a girl because yeah. she will figure it out. And oh, if that's you, so true. And the problem is when you lie from the get-go, you have baggage going forward. Oh, yeah. It's almost like the bad texting at the beginning. Yeah. It's, a, it's already baggage. Yeah. Well, that this is an interesting thing. So my brother dated a con woman, true story. And when they... It's amazing. Yeah. And now they're married. No. she conned him into no, it. No, different con woman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, no, he, he did date a con woman for a while. And it was interesting because... In the beginning, it was like straight out of that new show, Imposter on Bravo. Like, oh, I haven't seen that imposter person. But what was interesting? I mean, she faked an accent and everything. Are you serious? Yeah, she acted like she was from Ireland. It was crazy. Where is she actually from? Oregon. Oh, my God. Oregon. I mean, she had a full Irish like brogue. It was oh my God! Amazing. How yeah. long did they date? God, two years. Wait, they lived together too. She put on an accent. No, she was for a two true years. con woman. This is amazing. Yeah. I want to be your a, friend. A con. And learn from her. But I know. It was, uh, she was, and she was so classy, and she brought amazing gifts from Ireland. She went to oh some Irish God. store, obviously, <laughs> like in, I don't know, Santa Monica right. or whatever, and yeah. bought Irish tea sets and stuff like that. But anyway. Um, made bad food. Yeah, she made horrible food, and we thought she was the real deal. That's crazy. So, yeah. But anyway, the long story short is part of the reason why my brother started to find out that she was fake was he said you know in the beginning of the relationship you're listening so intently to the other person you're trying to learn everything about them about their life you're listening to their stories later you don't listen to those things you're like "Uh uh-huh uh-huh but you know (laughs) when you first start out you're like really into them like tell me more about your life and so as time went on her stories weren't matching up and he's like wait when we first met you said for example one of the stories was she said she had gone to a very fancy private school and was raised by nannies and then later she was talking about like a year later she's talking about oh my mom when she would drive me to school he's like what wait you said your mom was out of the picture and your dad raised you with a nanny oh my god and he's like she's like what and he's like yeah because when we first started dating i listened to what you said and anyway he started to piece together the puzzle and found out she was a con woman but um and it later was revealed and she admitted it and blah 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 but my point is he he was like, I remembered everything she said when we first met because I was so into her. Yeah. I was listening. And then when the later the stories didn't match like, up. Later when I realized she was black, I'm like, how could you also be Irish? <laughs> exactly. I mean, I know it's possible. But. So, but that's the point. I mean, so if you're going to lie and not be honest about who you are, that's a, that's a, that's a dangerous road to go down because if the relationship does develop, then you're going to be stuck with those lies. How are you going to later reveal, oh, I was lying about that? Right. Well, actually now I feel hip like a hypocrite because I was saying, oh, with the guy that I'm seeing, I don't show myself with no makeup and I don't show myself when I'm super bloated after I just ate like two double cheeseburgers from McDonald's. Right. But like in a way I'm lying because I will reveal it. It's almost, yeah. it's not like I, it's not as extreme as revealing I'm not Irish. But he has to earn that. 
You know what I mean? You got to earn my ugliness. You got to earn that ugliness because that's like, <laughs> it's a real badge. The but problem is too, when you show yourself only looking good, yeah. you set the bar really high. Yeah. You got to be careful. You got to look yeah. dowdy sometimes on the okay, face. Occasionally. Yeah. Yeah. I've been revealing slowly bits and pieces. <laughs> like my outfits haven't been as good certain nights. I'm like, get ready for it, buddy. <laughs> right, it gets it's nasty. <laughs> it gets ugly. This mascara comes off. Oh, man. Yeah. I wish it was just how this how I looked with mascara. I wish I just was you born always with like. beautiful. No, it's because of my makeup. Um, but yeah, so the, the lying thing. Um, first of all, your brother, I feel like, should have known sooner. Oh, I mean, yeah. He was, I don't know, probably high half the time. Yeah. That was going on. But yeah. What was her motivation? She thought he had come from a lot of money, and she thought, ooh, if I marry him, then maybe this will go far. I, I loved your joke um, that you used to do when, because your dad worked, so your dad worked for Enron. At, yeah, once upon a time. And you had a joke that you're like, do you know what it's like to go from being really rich to just rich? That's true. I love that. That was true. Yeah. Good joke. But, you know, the but he wasn't. I mean, she thought he was going to be like this, you know, prince with yeah. all this money. And he didn't have that. And later when she found that out, she was getting kind of She was frustrated. like, yeah, F the accent. Yeah, exactly. Like yeah. the Irish accent started to slip a little bit and things Could you like imagine that. every day having to wake up no, and fake like, it? all right, hello, my name is Molly. Like, can you imagine? <laughs> I can't. Yeah. I mean, I would have picked like, a little less annoying accent too. Yeah, like, Maybe just, like, the just be like just Brit- from be New British. York or something. Yeah. Anyway, that is so weird. Um, but so there's a situation where a guy that I was seeing had said he didn't cheat on his wife, and he did. It turned out, and Ooh. um, but I remember the first time he said he didn't, and then all of a sudden he said he did, and right. so you know that that no. stuff is like if you really like each other, like you'll kind of overlook it. But down the road, you'll be like, remember when you lied? Remember when you lied that time? Yeah. So just like, look, even when it comes to cheating, I think be honest because I did date somebody who had cheated on somebody in the past. And when we, we were talking about cheating once, he said to me, look, I'll be honest with you. I did cheat on my ex-girlfriend. And I really, even though I was like, Ooh, yikes, that's scary because will he do that to me? Yeah. Which is obviously your first reaction. And then it makes you go, oh, God, what kind of person is he? Mm -hmm. Is he going to always be dishonest or whatever? So those were my initial reaction. But then I kind of slept on it and I thought about it for a couple days. And as time went on, I realized, you know, I'm really appreciative that he told me that because he's he's sharing a part of himself that he's obviously not proud of. And he's sharing that he did that. And that's kind of just setting a really honest tone for the relationship moving forward. And. I just really respected that. And then it didn't freak me out anymore. Yeah. I was like, if he's willing to tell me that and own and just, it, and and own it true then I'm not going to ever remorse. be afraid that he lied to me because he's told me like the worst thing he ever did. Right. And so I think even if you've done that to someone, if you are really into a girl, like if this guy was really into you, he would have been better off just being honest about that rather yeah. than lying, which is what he did. And then later you found out that he was lying and then you're like, wait, do I even trust anything you've said to me? If you just told me you made that straight up, be honest. You've made that mistake. Right. It was a downfall in your life. You could have probably moved past it. Yeah. Or if you own up to it and you're just like, you know what? I cheated on my wife. It was amazing. Yeah. But I learned my, like, be on. Don't, you know, if you're not sorry about it. Right. Don't pretend to be sorry about it. No. Be like, basically what I'm trying to say is just be super genuine. Yeah. Because, I mean, not that you should be proud of cheating, but if you play it off like, oh, like, and you're all pity, pity party-ish, yeah. but then you do do it again, looking back on it, it's like, oh, you were so disingenuous. You were such yeah. a full of shit. And if you're honest with it, like when this guy told me this, right, my first question was like, well, why? Why did you cheat on her? Yeah. And he said, well, I've been with her for four years. I was unhappy. I wasn't sure how to end it. It was so immature of me. Yeah. I should have ended it. But instead, I went and cheated instead. And I just thought. I really respect you for just how, how many dates in did he reveal it? Oh God. Um, Cause it's hard to reveal that on the first date. Oh God. Not the first date. No, no, probably a couple, maybe two months in. Okay. Like we've That's been seeing each other yeah. and we were developing trust and yeah. that came out and, and I felt comfortable moving forward because that came out. Right. 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 In that way. Yeah. I don't know. It's hard. It's hard. Like if someone does cheat, I don't know how you, you basically just have to trust someone's word 
And it's really hard. So yeah. I guess just showing actions after that that are good yeah. actions is a... Uh, you know, they say once a cheater, always a cheater. I actually don't believe that. I, you don't? No, I don't. Because I think some people cheat because they're in just really bad situations and they have, um, they're coward. Yeah. You know, I think some guys maybe, maybe like go through phases of immaturity where they don't know how to handle it. But I don't think that that phase, phrase is true. Yeah. Well, I always wonder like why, no, I don't wonder it. Like, why are you, Marnie actually says this, like, why are you in the relationship if you want to cheat? And, and I do understand the other side, which is, I don't know how to get out of it. Right. I've been in it for so long. I'm right. so unhappy. You've been there. Yeah. So yeah. I'm, a, I can, I can get it in a yeah. way I can get it. But I think there are certain people who have the personality type that just are never satisfied. Right. And will do that in the future. Yeah. And then there's people who would be maybe like me who were, you know, I don't, I don't know how else to express my dissatisfaction with this relationship right. and I don't know how to get out and I made a mistake. Right. Um, there's a comic, Drew Michael. Do you know who Drew is? I don't know Drew. He has a really funny bit. He's from New York, but he has this really funny bit on cheating and how people always say, uh, it, it was just one mistake. It was one mistake. He's like, no, it's like a series of many mistakes. Yeah. You know, yeah. he's like, you showed up, you you had drinks. You had two drinks. You got you had dressed three that drinks. night. You, right. You, you put groomed. your makeup on. Yeah. You uh, decided to go home, to take a cab together. You yeah. decided to go to his house. You decided to take your clothes off. You decided to, yeah. you know, put his wiener in your mouth. You decided, yeah. you know, he's like, it's a series of many mistakes and it's not just one mistake. So, you know, I get that it's one mistake, but at the same time, it's not really. But anyway. Um, no, he's very right. That's a really good point. Yeah. It's a hilarious bit. I mean. Oh, it's such a good bit. <laughs> I think it actually went viral or something. He posted on Facebook. I think on YouTube it had like, I don't know, like a couple million views or something. Yeah. It was on his Comedy Central special. Mm. Anyway, shout out, Drew. Nice nice work. What else? Um, so I guess those are things not to do when you first Do you have any suggestions on what not to do, do when, when you, you meet someone? When you first meet somebody? Yeah. yeah. Like, like first meet them like at a bar, you mean? Or first meet them like on a first date type thing? Both. What not to do? Oh, my gosh. So many things not to do. I know that's the thing. It's like easier to say what not to do or it's easier to say what to say do than, what to do. Right. Than right. What not to do. But there's so many things that guys don't even realize that they're doing. Yeah. yeah. Okay. What not to do is don't throw it in the girl's court to try to get back to you. Like, oh, like let's mm-hmm. say you meet at a bar and you get her number and you text her like a, hey, cool meeting you. Something open ended like that. Hate and then, that. like, she has to go, nice meeting you, too. Yeah. Those and then, are, like, close-ended Those texts. are close-ended texts. You're, just get to it. Yeah. Nice meeting you. Um, Would love to go out sometime. Oh. Oh, that's the thing. Don't end it with, would love to go out sometime. Because then, again, you're making it in her court where she's going to have to say, I'm free Saturday. Right. And then leave herself open to reject you for rejection if you're like, well, I'm not free Saturday. Right, right. Say, I would love to see you. Um. Just say it all in one text. Great meeting you. Would love to get together. How's Saturday? Yeah. And then the girl can actually feel like a girl and just say, that's great. Right. Because girls, even though I know we're we're in a wave of like femi- feminists and movement and power and all this, at the end of the day, I, I dare say that pretty much every friend of mine does not want to be the one to make the plans. No. It's the first time. Yeah. The, they want the guy to take the reins. And make the plans. Yeah, they do. And that's why I'm married to my husband. Because he was the first guy where he didn't dick around like that. We He made a date. We went out. He picked me it's up. It's so attractive. He picked me up in his car. I'm yeah. like, oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> what year is that? I mean, it was like 2008. <laughs> I think but I actually said on a recent happened. podcast, a dude did pick me up for a date. And I was like, ew, it grossed me out. It was too much. Well, I knew him already. Right, that's true. I knew him. Yeah. It, it, no, I will say, if you don't know him, don't get in the car with him because if the date doesn't go well, you want that awkward, like, yeah, oh, you're stuck yeah. in his car and he's driving you home. Yeah. I've been there. It's weird. Yeah. Or he could murder you, and that's not fun either. Fingers crossed. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I would say every girl wants the guy to, from the get-go, that first date, to take the reins and make the plan. And that doesn't. And that means don't send open-ended texts by which she has to respond and say, I'm free Saturday. What are you doing? Or yes, I want to see you just fucking put it out there and let her say yes. And then she'll be so much more excited to show up on that date. Mm-hmm. It's funny. Cause my friend was reading this book about this like 
feminine and masculine energy. Do you know what book I'm talking about? It's Marnie like probably would. Yeah, she's really into these books, but she's telling me about it. And it's like, despite power and all this, like it, it's almost because like, almost in a way because women do have more power now, like in the workforce and we're all oftentimes even players with men. It's the kind of one way to kind of have that feminine energy back. Like, oh, wow, he's asking me out. He's chosen the time. I didn't have to make the plans for once. And we're all making plans so much every day in our work and in our lives. It's so nice to have a man, like just be a man and make the plan. Totally. I would say don't send open-ended texts. Send a solid text-making plan, and that will get you much further. And swear to God, that's why I'm married. Yeah. Well, I realized now that I'm dating – I, when we would have these discussions on the show and I was in a relationship and I'd never, and I hadn't dated in years, I was like, well, I don't know, maybe it would be okay to have, you know, the girl also pursuing it might, you know, that's okay. Or having the girl also pay like, nah, I mean, it's okay. But now that I'm dating, yeah. I realize so much of the attraction is yes. in that male, female, um, uh, uh, like yin yang. Yeah. And and, it's so true. And that's not to say you're not a super, I mean, that's not, you know, somebody might listen and say, Oh, you're putting girls down or you're putting them in this box. Bullshit. Like you're a very strong, a confident human. woman and you still want a guy to make that first move. Yeah. And I really, it's really funny because not that I've ever really questioned my sexuality. I really haven't, but now I'm like, wow, I am so into men. Mm-hmm. I love men. I'm saying like Oprah loves bread. I'm like, I, <laughs> I love, love men. men. <laughs> I love men. Uh, I. You mean you don't doubt your sexuality? No, anymore. I don't. Like, I really am like, wow. So the other night I was with the dude that I'm somewhat kind of seeing, but not right. totally. It's called a booty call, Kristen. <laughs> oh, it, pro- it is. <laughs> That's so disappointing in my I'm life. I'm so sorry. No, it's you're, you're a truth teller. It's, it's a, a truth teller. I just don't want to accept it. But <laughs> his arm was around me and like his arm's pretty hairy. Mm-hmm. And I looked and he's got like, you know, nice thick enough arms and hands and like looked so manly. Right. And so, and I looked like so petite compared to his manliness. Right. I was just eating that up. Like right. I love that so much. Right. And so it's not that like, and so another thing I was going to say is don't, what not to do when you first meet personally, don't not pay. Oh my the God. The dude needs to pay. We've had this debate Always. many times. Can I tell you something about that? Yeah. I went on a date once with a guy. I'm, this is crazy. And he. You're like, I went on a date once with a guy. It's crazy. It's like crazy. you're a lesbian no. or something. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> this was crazy. So it was a, it was one of those restaurants where you bring, you, you can bring your own. They only had bring your own bottle. They had the wine store adjacent to the restaurant. It was like partnership to the restaurant, okay. right? You haven't mm-hmm. been to those yeah, kind of places. Yeah. And then that you buy the bottle and you take it inside the restaurant mm-hmm. and blah, blah. So. And he said to me, oh, choose any bottle you'd like. So I did. But I tried to choose not a terribly expensive one, but not yeah, a cheap one, like right, in the middle. Right. And then when we sit down, he, we opened the menus and he said, um, oh, please order anything you'd like off the menu. Oh, my God. I said, oh, my God. Okay, thank you. And I, again, was like, you know, maybe I'll, I'll skip the appetizer. I'll just get an entree. And yeah. I'm not going to go too crazy. I'm being like thoughtful of, you know, I don't want him to break his bank because he was like a young boy, like young in law school at the time. Yeah. So I'm sure he didn't have tons of money. So again, always dating broke people. So I excused myself right before the bill came to go to the restroom. So I was like, oh, he can take care of it his Mm -hmm, own. mm -hmm. I come back and the bill is wide open on the table. Oh my God. And he goes. I'm allergic to this man. (laughs) (laughs) And he goes, "Um, so I figured we'll just go down the middle. Oh my God. And I said, are you kidding me that you said to me, pick You said this in the spot? Yes. I said, you said to me, pick any bottle you'd like. You said to me, order anything you'd like. Oh my God, bless you. Are you coughing or sneezing? Sneezing. Oh my God, poor thing. I said, you said to me, order whatever you'd like off the menu, which implies that you were paying. (laughs) Of course I'm going to fucking order what I want off the menu. If I'm going to pay for it with my own money, I'll order whatever the fuck I want. Like, it's insane. So, yes, I was livid. And then the guy had the nerve. It started raining, which it never rains in Los Angeles. And he had walked to the restaurant because he lived near close. Oh, and that was really convenient. Of course, he picked a place near him. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and then I the had worst. my, oh, no I wonder he's a lawyer. truly the worst. And I had my car and it was raining and he, of course, neither of us had an umbrella. And he said, um, do you mind driving me home? <gasps> and I said, yes, I do. I do mind. I'm not going to drive. Oh my home. God. I love you. I said to him, do you think that tonight went well? And he's like, what? I thought we were getting along pretty well. I go, no, we weren't. Oh my God. <laughs> we I love you. I was just like, I'm done. I'm never going to see you again. Yeah. I'm just going to say it. That's probably maybe one of the ballsiest moments of my life. But I was like, I want to teach this guy a lesson. Yeah, he that's I've actually out to the ladies out there. Yeah, we should 
be more vocal because we're helping our fellow woman who goes out with him the next time. Yes, I hope I helped her. Yeah. Hopefully she got a really nice meal that was treated by him. <laughs> Probably not, though. Some got, dudes are just douches. Yeah. And but guys, but to your point, guys always have to pay. If you always, it's just, it doesn't even matter if it's man or woman. For example, like even in business, like if I ask a colleague out to lunch, you if buy I'm the, lunch. the one inviting, right. if it's a man or woman, I'm going to buy the lunch. Right. I asked you for your time or a mentor or a fellow comic or whoever. If I say to a comic, can, you know, do you have time for a coffee? I'm asking you for your time. I'm going to buy the coffee. Yeah. It's so, of course, with dating, they have to pay on the first yeah. date. And it, I don't think and if they don't move on. If, and guys will say, well, some women get offended. That's not someone you want to date. If if your priorities are that you want to take a lady out and give her a nice experience and she doesn't want to accept it, you guys don't jive. Exactly. There's, you know, if you're the super ultra like feministy dude and she's a super ultra feministy lady, that's great. You guys might hit it off and then don't pay right. for her. But generally, people are still human beings. We still yeah. have whatever is in our brain from hundreds and thousands of years ago yeah. when the men were hunting and the in gathering and yep. the women were home, like taking care of the whatever children. Yeah. That's in our blood. And so, I mean, any, it's about the any, woman feeling taken care of to some degree. It's, and it's a turn on. It, it is it, like Especially being taken care of feels like a turn on. It is like when I just referenced his arm being kind of hairy yeah. and like it was wrapped around me, I felt safe. I felt taken care yeah. of. Yeah. And that's the same thing that happens in my brain when a dude pays. Right. It's not that, we're gold diggers. It's no. that there's something attractive about being taken care of. Yeah. And you know, frankly, like I know that when my husband and I first started dating, he always paid. And then as time we moved on and we established a relationship. Right. Then you start then going, started, okay, okay, I can put in. She can put, yeah. yeah. Because you know, he wasn't making enough money to always cover the meals out all the time at that time. So I was willing to do that, but I had already been, but in the he'd courting, already showed the court, yeah, the, yeah, courting, the courting process. Phase, he was always paying. He has to pay, of course. And it only became like when we were, you know, more serious. Then I was like, let me pay, or we'll split it, right. or whatever. Right. But in the courting process, of course, especially on the first date, my God, yeah, yeah. If you want, I mean, any and sort don't of do something of- cheap. Can I tell him something cheap that this guy, please, that, because don't ever do this. It's so unattractive. I dated this guy who t- he said, "Let's go for drinks," and we went to Delancey Street over there on Sunset. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, he said, uh, we get there and his friend is the bartender, right? And his friend hooks him up with free drinks for both of us the whole night. But it's only like their specialty cocktails. It's not like whatever I want. It's not like, oh, can I get a, you know, Grey Goose and soda or something. It's like, no, I have to get their crappy mixed thing. It's like being taken out on a coupon. Yes. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God, I'm so unattractive. And he's like, isn't this fun? Like, oh my God, we're getting hooked up. I don't want to get no, it hooked up. No. I don't want to know that you got hooked up on our first date. Right, like, right. That you got Only hook up free. should be us. Yeah. I mean, Not that's crazy. The drinks. Right. Exactly. So I was so turned off. Well, that reminds me. And then we're going to go to break. How, how many minutes are we at right now? I think probably 37. Okay. Um, this reminds me. Not that it applies to dating so much, but it's to the story. My brother was always super generous with his really good friend and their wife. Mm-hmm. And he would always... Like if he came over, he would always like bring them, bring stuff or whatever. And he bought them things, blah, blah, blah. And so they wanted to like return the favor and they took him out to a restaurant they had a coupon to. No. Mm-hmm. And like basically they, my brother was like, never talking to them again. Never. Never. And it's, they literally ha- are like no longer friends. And they I were don't like blame ones. them. I mean, That's it was a little crazy. petty of my brother, but don't, don't, no. be, don't be cheap. Don't be cheap on the first day. Right. And I'm not saying you have to take her somewhere expensive. No. And if you can't afford to do anything like at a restaurant, that's fine. I went on plenty of first dates with comics who are now very successful, of course. Yeah. But like one guy that I dated, who's not, he's on TV every day. Uh, but I dated him when he wasn't on TV every day. Of course. And, um, and he couldn't afford to take me anywhere. Like literally our first dates were always tennis, hiking, like tennis at the public park, hiking, followed by like maybe a coffee at Starbucks, yeah. like a Frappuccino or something like that. And he's like, now we're actually pushing it here. Yeah. Because coffee but at Starbucks. Like, but my point is expensive. like, if you don't have money to do anything lavish, that's okay. But do what you can afford. But you have to you have to pay for it. And if that means like, you know, selling shit in your closet in your house and you do what you got to do. I've done that. My brother's done that. Not to take people out, but I've done it. Oh, my brother did it. Take it out. Take oh, it that's kind of cute. That was so cute. I mean, I'll that's cute. It. Don't like you can tell the girl if you guys I mean, end up dating like down the road. Be like, you know, when we first started dating, yeah. I was actually selling stuff to, yeah. to take you out. Yeah. Right at the beginning, you might want to keep that. Oh yeah. Mom. Like, no, don't tell anybody. I mean, please, it should be your secret <laughs> forever until the grave. 
Um, all right. Well, we're going to take a break and then we'll be back to do um, overanalyze this. So BRB. Hey, you. This is Marnie. And thanks for listening to the Ask Woman podcast. Hey, do me a favor. Take a quick moment to give us some feedback on our iTunes page. We'd really love to know what you think of us. And also give us five stars just because. Want to know the hidden meaning behind what women say and do? Then check out the Chictionary. It's the Wing Girl Methods manual that gives you a full rundown of all the things women say that confuse men written in dictionary format. Go get a copy of the Chictionary by going to winggirlmethod.com slash chick. That's winggirlmethod.com slash chick. Hey, guys. I don't cook. And I don't cook mostly because I am really lazy but not just for the cooking part, but for the shopping part to actually figure out what ingredients that I would need to make a certain dish. I get overwhelmed. My phone has no service in the grocery store. And then I say, forget it. And then I either go get McDonald's or cereal or whatever. It's a sad, sad existence. Recently, Blue Apron sent me this awesome package of three meals for three nights for two people. And it was so freaking easy and so yummy. And I felt like a real adult for the first time, I think, in my life, and I'm 33. So what they sent me was like a pasta dish. They sent me a salmon dish, and then they sent me a chicken dish. Um, Put the salmon in the freezer, put the chicken in the freezer. First day, made the pasta. It was so easy. Literally everything is listed. Every single ingredient that you need, except salt and pepper, which who doesn't have salt and pepper, is provided. And you go step by step. You make it. And then you look like a professional chef. I actually took pictures so I can post them on my Instagram to see how fancy I looked. Um, but you guys should totally order Blue Apron because it makes uh, making dinner so freaking easy and yummy. So just go to blueapron.com slash askwomen to get three meals free. That's exactly what I got. You get three meals free. Um, and they're definitely super expensive type meals that uh, you want for free. So that's blueapron.com slash askwomen. Hey guys, welcome back. Uh, I hope you enjoyed the commercial break because we're very professional and official. Um, I'm going to jump right into overanalyze this. Marnie sent me a bunch of questions and it's funny because Marnie edits them so that they read somewhat fluently. Okay. And now I'm looking at them and it's like, oh my God, how do we, how does she do that every week? Because there's so many confusing sentences. But anyway, questions from, these are questions from listeners. They email them them to us. Uh, Usually there's some compliments in there and insults, usually more insults. Just kidding. Please don't send those to me. Um, Okay. So this one will pertain to Molly because um, for the listeners out there, Molly is married to a man who is Indian. Yes, and Molly's white. And Molly is a white bitch. <laughs> she is as white as they come. <laughs> pretty, pretty Whitey, close. white, Miss White. You're yeah. like, what do they call them? Um, the Anglo-Saxon. The Caucasian. No, not the Caucasian. Anyway, she's super white. So anyway, we have this question. I don't know his name. There's no name. But basically said, if I had a question, it would be. And it's like, you do have a question. You don't have a phrase yeah. like that. Um, how to date while being raised within two cultures, for example. Well, actually, this person must have been raised within two cultures. You haven't been raised within two cultures, but right. it will still pertain. How to date while being raised within two cultures, for example, Chinese American and Indian American, who have opposite dating values. I'm sure this would resonate with your Asian, Indian, Middle Eastern listeners. Those cultures usually advocate that playing is permissible after courtship, but not before. Whereas in America, you're more likely to play first and then court after. Does this make sense? Is he talking about sex when he says the word play? I, 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 I don't know. Maybe what I'm thinking he means by play is like mess around a bit, not be committed mm. and then okay. commit. Whereas you have to be committed in the other, other cultures first and then you can mess around a bit. It's kind of like they're like arranged flirty and yeah. 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 Well, it's really, <clears throat> it's interesting because I think that, I mean, yeah, and a lot of Asian cultures, obviously, like in India and sometimes in other Asian cultures, like there is a a lot of people that get arranged and then, so they're arranged and then they fall in love, basically. Their mom and dad are like, here's who you're marrying. And then you get to know that person and fall in love. I I just can't can't imagine imagine. that you can fall in love 
being forced to. Yeah. Well, I've seen it. Like a, some of my husband's aunts and uncles have been arranged and I've seen it work. So crazy. And there's something kind of amazing about it. It's like when you're told this is who you're with and you just look for all the good you can see in that person and you find the attraction. It's almost it's like, kind of like acting in a scene with somebody that you find really repulsive and that you have to connect <laughs> with. Yeah. And it does make sense. And like it is. when you kind of just let go yeah. of all the inhibitions and you just kind of look in that person's eyes yep. and just do your lines. That's the acting thing. You're right. like, oh, I find him really repulsive, but I, I guess his teeth are okay. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to focus on his teeth and that's going to get me through the scene. It's kind of like that. Right. And okay. then hopefully you'll find the lips okay and the face okay and the eyes okay and the body. And right. Like right. It'll grow. Right. I was going to say my analogy was going to be like, <clears throat> it's kind of like dinner um, when you're growing up. And your mom makes whatever she's making, this is what you're eating. That's so true. And sometimes it's like, oh, okay, well, this is delicious, even though it's not what I thought I wanted. Yeah. Like, like I hated pork chops growing up. Oh, my God. I was going to say pork tenderloin. Oh, my God. Hated it. Oh, hated. But my mom <clears throat> knew I hated it, but then she would lie to me and say it was chicken. And I'm like, oh, yeah. this chicken's delicious. <laughs> so it's almost like so a way being tricked yeah. or something. It's like, this is what you get, so you're just going to make the most of it. Yeah, basically. But what's his actual question? So- like basically, how, how do you date with inner? Uh, so is he saying I'm Chinese and Indian? No, I think he's saying he's Chinese. He's dating an Indian girl. Okay. Because okay. it's, it's like right when you're raised within two cultures. He said he was raised within two, two cultures. So he must be Chinese and Indian. But they must have similar dating values. So there's not much of a storm there because you're going to be similar. Yeah. But then he's going to try to date yeah. a white chick or a Latino chick or whatever. Right. Um, how did you and can I say your husband's name? Um, K-Dog? Can I say yeah, K-Dog? Yeah, sure. How did you and K-Dog um, kind of discuss, was there any ever a discussion of like, we're from two different cultures, are our families going to get along? Or was it just like you just both knew you were human and attracted to each other and just went forward? Um, yeah, there wasn't really too much concern with that. I mean, well, I guess in the beginning there was little things like when I flew to Texas to meet his family for the first time. He was like, you can't stay in my room, just so you know. Oh, yeah. You'll be sleeping in another room. Like that That'd would be in my be... house, too, though. Yeah, but that would probably be in my house, too. So maybe, like, some things are more conservative and more strict. But, frankly, I think my parents probably would have done the same thing. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, there are just some expectations on women that are slightly different. But I think the best attitude is just to go in with an open mind and just go with it. Because if you care about the other person and they're of a different culture from you— if you fight back, it's only going to create tension. Right. And then their parents are going to feel tense towards you and it's just not going to work out. So just go in with an open mind and go with it. I mean, even if it's something that's more strict than what you're used to, look, it's a couple of days of your life or whatever, right? You're not with, or an hour or a dinner or whatever it is. Like, yeah. just go with it. Yeah. Well, was there any, so a lot of our listeners will say like, uh, you know, I'm Chinese and Indian. Mm -hmm. And I want to date white girls, but I don't think they want to date me. How can they approach? How can I approach them? How I think, can I open them up to being willing to date me? I think that's crazy to have that kind of mentality. How like how do I get white girls to like me as mm -hmm. though they're superior? Well, there's something really messed up with that. Not as if they're superior. I mean, <laughs> no, not as if we're <laughs> superior, but in a way of like they don't. You know, it, it's still like Kinner's from Texas, right? You know, if right. you're in Texas, right. generally. There, people who are white there are pretty white and probably baby racist. Yeah. And so there's guys that are intimidated by that, not because they have to put these white girls on a pedestal, but because they know the family that they're coming from. Yeah. And it's like, I, I've said on the show a million times, like, <clears throat> I'm just attracted to white dudes with dark beards right. and Jewish dudes with dark beards. Right. That's what I'm attracted to. Right. I've never thought like, like, um, on Tinder, like, you know, there's black dudes and Asian dudes. I'm just physically not drawn to them mm -hmm. by their by whatever look that they have. Just right. because because in my brain, however I'm programmed, white dudes with dark beards and Jewish dudes I find super sexy. Yeah. So kind of like that Jesus look. Yeah. Yeah. But not with the long hair. <laughs> like if Jesus had that kind of shaved with the long yeah. on top now, yeah, yeah, like yeah. that, like he would. That no, Aryan look. He would, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um but so someone like that, like how would someone approach me? How do you think someone would approach me when I'm not? Look, it's just confidence. Like you can't be worried about exactly. the color of somebody's skin yeah. or, oh, is she going to like Asian guys or black guys or whatever it is? Just go up to her. Look, I've dated, I'm the opposite of you. I've dated everything under the sun pretty much. Like I'm like, at one point I was like, will I ever date a white guy? Um, 
which I did. But anyway, um, it's all about just have the confidence to go after her. It's like, confidence. Like it's if totally you guys confidence. connect, you should never be worried about approaching anybody. Yeah. You, but you should just go up to them with confidence. And if you believe in yourself that she might like you, then hopefully she will. And just go for it. I mean, I think. And you, and you, should you don't never call go it out, to, right? You just no. act as if you're, you know, this isn't even an issue. Yeah. Because if you start, I mean, I, I'm all about calling things out. Actually, the dude that I'm kind of seeing, whatever, he said to me the other day, he's like, you need to stop calling things out. Like, I can't do something. Like, so the other day I was like, going to use the restroom. Right. But I really had a really bad taste in my mouth mm-hmm. and I wanted the toothpaste, but it was in his shower. Right. And I'm like, oh, he's going to hear me open the door to a shower and be like, what is she doing going through like my stuff? <laughs> right. So I was like, so before, so I like reopened the bathroom door and I was like, hey, just for the record, I am opening your shower door. Right. Because I want some toothpaste because I have a bad taste in my mouth. If you hear the door, that's why. Like, you're truly like Jerry Seinfeld. I'm super just neurotic <laughs> yeah. and like concerned about social etiquette and whatever. And so, overthinking. Yeah, I overthink everything. It's all about everything. overthinking. Don't overthink. Exactly. If you find a girl attractive, if you're like, you I don't know toothpaste. if she's ever dated. Uh, I mean, this guy's talking about a white girl, right? If you're an Asian guy and like this guy is and you're trying to approach a white girl, I mean, to have the in- assumption that she's not going to be into you because she may have never dated Asian guys before. It's insane. So if you have that kind of assumption, like you're well, already starting de- be- you're, like yeah. below zero. So don't have that assumption. Go you should in never confident. have that assumption. No, never. I, I mean, will. also it's like 20, what year is it? 2017. I mean, come on. Can you believe it's 2017? No. It's really creepy. It's so weird. Like this is the age. I remember when I was younger, I would be like, when I'm 33, my brother's going to be 41. And when my brother, and yeah. when I'm, you know, 28, my I, like I would, and now I'm past. Now you're there. Oh my God. It's so weird. Anyway. Um, okay. We only have a couple minutes left, but someone just wrote like a list of questions for women. So I'm just going to read a couple of them. They're very short. I don't know if you want to talk about this. No, let's not talk about this. Okay. Um, story. So it's all stories. So we'll some, because we don't have much time, we won't make them super stories, but the first one is tell me about your best sexual experience with the man and what made it so good. You might not want to talk about that. Do you want to talk about that? <laughs> no. Okay, I won't. You should, I won't though. either. But I will say, I know someone who dated Ryan Gosling. Oh my god! I know somebody who made out with Ryan Gosling. Oh my god! That's so funny. That's crazy. We're all like one degree away from making out with Ryan Gosling. That's so unfair. So Amazing. unfair. Uh, so she said, "I said what? Like what was he like in bed yeah. or whatever?" And she said he was so like how you'd expect, right? But she said he used to like growl in her ear, and it was like, but it was cute. It was like a little like like. But it was super, and I have to say, I think the ear stuff is a, because it makes you tingle yeah. a little bit. Yeah. And so as soon as she said that, I was like, oh my God, I hate you that you got to experience that with Ryan Gosling. I think people but, do like your stuff now that I think yeah, about it. Yeah. So I think, uh, try a little, but not be like, rawr. No. I'm a lion. Rawr. That could go over really creepy. I mean, you have, it to, could. Be you really have to be really confident right. about it. You do. You have to be Ryan Gosling. So actually don't do it. <laughs> Don't do that. It can because the next day the girls will be like, he like roared in my ear. <laughs> I thought there was a lion in my backyard. I had to call That's the cops. So creepy. Um, okay. Story about putting, or no, story about testing a man. If you don't have a story. Testing idea. a man? What do you mean by that? So Marnie will talk about it. It's like a woman will put something out there and see if the guy either does the right thing or the wrong thing. And so my mm-hmm. roommate the other day, she's seeing this guy he lives where there's really limited parking and okay. she knows that he has like two spots in his back in his driveway, right. but he kind of parks in the middle. And so she was testing him. She was like, Hey, I'm having a really hard time finding parking. Hint, 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 hint. Okay. What she wanted to say was I'll move my, uh, wanted him to say was I'll move my car. You can take uh, the second spot, but he didn't. Yeah. He was like, oh, okay, let me know when you're here. I'll come get, I'll open oh the door. Oh my God. Yeah. Okay. So my, he failed miserably. Failed miserably. And mm-hmm. the first problem with that whole thing is if he knew this girl was coming over. He should have done that. He should have place. moved his car to the street. They ended up getting in a huge fight. I don't blame it. her. I yeah. would have too. He should have moved his car to the street knowing she was coming over. You're not going to make a girl walk by herself from yeah. who knows where. That was the other part. Oh my God. He made her walk by herself. Yeah. Well, she she, no, down? she didn't ever end up finding a spot. So she continued to kind of test him. So like 20 minutes later, she's like, I still this haven't girl found sounds a- like she needs to like kind of get some gumption here. I'm well, like- that's what I said. I said, if I were you, I would have been like, dude, move your effing car. Yeah. I can't find a newer park. But she really was testing. She, she was playing games. She didn't test purposely, right. but you know, she wanted him to make that 
move on his own and he yeah. wasn't making the move. So she was like, now I'm in the Gelson's parking lot. I had to pull over because I right. had to pee because I've been looking for parking for an hour. Right. And he's like, oh, I'm so sorry. I didn't see my phone. I was, you know, like, yeah. He, so for he me, failed every that, single this guy round. would not have gotten any action. Yeah. Well, you should because, see what he looks like. He, oh, my God. He's insanely attractive. Because if I had driven over there and he hadn't moved his car to the street, I would just be like, what? You're so rude. Yeah. Yeah. So he failed. He failed. Okay. Um. All right. Another story. Story about... Um, but I don't do that. I don't test guys. I didn't ever tested them. I, I, I test guys. Oh my God, I do. That's you probably do? why you're married happily. Yeah. Because like I, w- I used to test my ex. Really? I yeah. I like I'd that. be like. For me, um, it's like one false move, you're done. Like a guy was supposed to show up at the improv one night. We were supposed to meet there at like eight o'clock. He didn't show up till like nine. And I was like, I'm already leaving. I'm okay. Done. Yeah. You, just, you can my, cut people off. Yeah. I'm short tempered because yeah. life is too short. Yeah. I don't want to waste time here. Yeah. Especially my ex. I'm going to kill myself. Just no. kidding. Yeah. Um story about a good date what was a really good date it was probably with with your with your k-dog oh a good date i mean i would say well my best date and the reason we're married was our first date when he picked me up because we knew each other i'm not right no you knew about yeah yeah i'm not suggesting that guys pick up girls that they don't know because i think that's kind of weird it is weird don't do that it's too intimate yeah picked me up though took me out to dinner we went out drinks after he paid for everything took me back home it was just that was the best date yeah. I'll never forget it. it was so great and I just was like wow this is the first time I feel really respected yeah and like he really values me and he's really into me because he did everything right down to like not just picking but me up like testing ringing the doorbell at my building right like getting out of the wow. car walking with me but all of that is kind of testing because we set these expectations like he needs well, to that come was my to the dream, door right like I wanted right. that to happen and right. it happened yeah you know you're right but I didn't, I never tested him and I, I've never really tested guys. It's more like if they failed. Right. Like, immediately you're gone. Immediately. Yeah. Like that guy that you're just talking about, if he hadn't come down, I would have Yeah. They're still over. seeing each other kind of. Yeah. Yeah. And like with my ex, I used to, um, I used to, uh, if I would like leave like his dish in the sink. Right. And that was the test to see, is right. he going to clean it? Right. right and then right. he wouldn't clean it. And I'm like, oh, failed the test. But they don't yeah. know. They don't know they don't that know we're testing. The test. Yeah, That's they don't. The thing. You have to you just have to say. Look, it, you have to say, by the way, subtle. the hamper's full of dirty clothes. Will you clean it while I'm gone? Yeah, because you're straightforward. You they're not going to. Yeah, they're not. They're not. And he used to say, well, leave me a list of things you want me to do. And I'm like, well, I don't feel like I have to yeah. write down, yeah. put away dish and sink. I know. You know, so. We couldn't do. Yeah. Um, all right. Last one. And then we must end it all. Uh, uh, what does it look like if you like a guy? What are your, what are your physical, what's your physical body doing? Mm-hmm. What are your eyes doing? Yeah. Okay. Well, are you I emitting think... some sort of odor, of vaginal yeah. discretions? Ew. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I mean, I think it's just like body language. If she's leaning into you, if she's, you know, doesn't have her arms folded in front of her, if she's leaning into you, if she's trying to kind of, you feel like she's getting closer to you, like she's almost trying to touch you or she's like her hands kind of creeping closer to yours. I mean, those are things you can feel. Yeah. If she's fidgeting. Yeah. yeah. I think that for me, because yeah. I'm a nervous person, I'm not great at flirting. Right. If I'm fidgeting, yeah. that means I like you. Like if yep. I can't seem to figure out like how which my hair what is laying do. the right yeah. way, if I should have my sleeves up or sleeves rolled down right. or that's when I'm, because I'm uncomfortable yeah. in my own skin if I yeah. like somebody. <laughs> yeah. Because not everyone's like really comfortable being like, hey. Hey. And like really. Making eyes yeah. and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Like for me, I know uh, another thing that I do is I'll like talk kind of quickly mm-hmm. and almost nervously. Oh yeah. And that's in there. I've told the story before, but another question on here is, um, or one of the questions is good date. So the first date I went on with this dude that I'm somewhat seeing, it was so great because I, he could sense that I was really nervous and anxious. And I was because I was like, Oh my God, I like, really like this guy. And he just basically like quelled me by going, I just really want to kiss you right now. Wow. And I was like, oh my God, but there's people and it's like, you know, I'm not like all about like PDA. Yeah. And he literally, as I was just talking like Woody Allen, pulled my chair into him, pulled my chair in directly to, to him, kind of like between his legs and just started kissing me. Damn. It was the smoothest shit like Casanova. ever. Yeah, that's pretty smooth. Yeah. Yeah. And it would have been like, if you didn't like him, yeah. it would have been like different. But when yeah. a girl, he knew I was into him. Because you, you were tell. rambling and you were nervous and you were fidgety. Yeah. Yeah. So, but if I'm not fidgety or nervous around a guy, it means I'm like, meh. Yeah. All right. Not into it. Not into it. But anyway, well, Mal, thanks for coming. Thanks thanks for having me. Um, I hope that I shared some. You did. You did. (laughs) 
Um, I wanted to ask about Real Housewives, but I won't because dudes listen to this, so we'll talk about yeah, that after. Later. Yeah. But um, anyway, thanks for listening. Thanks for telling a friend about our podcast. Thanks for listening to our sponsors and following uh, the links to their stuff so that we can make some money off of this freaking show. And uh, remember, we come out, uh, the show comes out every Thursday, I believe at 5 p.m. Marnie puts it out on iTunes. You can also hear us on Dash Radio. And yeah, follow me on Instagram at Chris Karn and you can follow Molly maybe, Molly Harper Comedy on Twitter. Yeah, um, I think it's Molly. I, be- I never. It's tweet. Molly Harper. She doesn't tweet. tweet she doesn't tweet. Don't in even, your, in your Instagram's me. private. Like, let this be a one-time thing. You're never going to hear from me again. <laughs> okay, that's it. They're better off that way. Yeah, it's better off because, yeah, it just is totally. All right. Well, uh, thanks for listening, and we will see you guys next week. <laughs>